0: i'm a free black man hold up my head black man beautiful black man I nah, don't ever
1: feel nice man i love
0: your brother black man then chase your dreams black man and get that cream black man we what's the- going on everyone man. welcome to another edition of confessions of a native son perspectives on race culture and business i'm your host mike steadman a veteran and entrepreneur living in newark new jersey i'm also an aspiring author and investor god willing that's committed to uplifting communities of color through this show my aim is to foster thought-provoking and engaging dialogue about race culture and business from my perspective along with those of my guests sponsors of this show include dope coffee a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry we're not a coffee brand for black people we're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation show is also brought to you by my personal brand, Mm -hmm. Ironbound Boxing, a fitness brand committed to sharing our love, passion, and appreciation for boxing within companies, organizations, and low-income communities. Mm -hmm. As a social enterprise, we proudly dedicate a significant percentage of our proceeds Mm -hmm. to fund free boxing programs for inner-city youth and young adults. Man, how about that intro, y'all? I'm podcasting again from my apartment. It's 3.15 a.m couldn't sleep. Um, just been had a lot on my line, my mind lately. I've been, you know, trying to break myself away from, uh, social media and, uh, that, that feeling of being connected all the time because as an entrepreneur and even with this podcast, you know, this stuff requires a lot of, a lot of deep work and there's so much out there fighting for our attention that I have to really, uh, protect my energy and my concentration. And, uh, I read a lot of books. If you were able to visit my apartment here in Newark, you would see stacks of books all over the place. I don't have a TV in my apartment, just, you know, my computer and and books. But I couldn't sleep, man. I've been trying to get, you know, I have a a business coach now. And one of my goals for this quarter is to really dial in my productivity. I mean, hell, this year I want to be a productivity ninja, which means I need to get my butt in bed early every night so I can get up early and get after my day. Cause I realized that the mornings is my deep work time, um, where it's like quiet, I can concentrate and I can just get after it. Um, and so in order to protect that time and to get in bed early, but just the way my brain works, I just, I've never really, I've never really just been a good sleeper. I mean, even in the military, I don't know, something's, something's a bit off, but I need to, you know, just keep meditating, pray about it and keep practicing. So I can, you know, my mind can quiet down at nine. You know, for years, I've just been a night owl. I'd be lucky if I go to bed before, you know, three o'clock in the morning, but that's just not productive for me. So I got to figure it out. But enough about that. I want to get right into the theme of today's show. And one of the things I want to talk about with y'all is uh, the truth of entrepreneurship, the truth about entrepreneurship. Man, I have been, I would consider myself a legit, entrepreneur for a little over a year and a half I believe but the more I go through this journey the more I can't help but um, appreciate my earlier experiences and realize that they're also you know part of the story I've uh, been I said I've been a full-time entrepreneur a little over a year and a half now and man what a journey it is it is man let me tell you it's like I have a love and hate relate I have a love hate relationship with it, right? I love it for all the the growth and the the knowledge I'm able to to gain and just you know just seeing the world in different in a different light, you know. But one of the reasons I hate it is because this shit is so fucking hard. You know? It's mentally draining and exhausting. You know, the highs are really high, but the lows are really, really, really low. I mean, you have to learn people talk about, you know, mental health and all that kind of stuff. But, man, when you worry about running out of money and, you know, it's it's just crazy. It's hard. Um, A lot of uncertainty. There's just so much uncertainty with it. And part of the thing that you don't understand about entrepreneurship is that there's never going to be certainty. You just got to learn how to how to live in this culture, you know, where you've got to keep moving and not know what the future is gonna hold. You know, I think a lot of times in this society, especially in America, you know, we get so dialed into our, our jobs, you know, our work, everything just becomes um, like deja vu, right? Like, you don't have to think about it, you just show up to work, yeah, you do your little projects, but you get paid, you know, every two weeks. But when you're an entrepreneur, man, it does isn't work like that. You, you, you eat what you kill and you gotta get out there and pound pavement every single day. And I don't think people realize that, particularly particularly people of color, just because I don't think we're exposed to real business as much as you think. I've come to realize that a lot of what we see as business on TV, particularly with regards to the entertainment industry, is a lot of fluff. And why do I say that? Because I, like my business coach, for example, a guy named Bill Watkins, who runs this entrepreneur accelerator program called The Lion's Pride, he's a multimillionaire has done very well for himself, you know, started his first business in uh, 1992, was working on it part-time, left his full-time job to work on it in 1994, but didn't make his first real sale until 1997, and that was after racking up like $250,000 in credit card debt, you know, um, just all kind of craziness, but his first sale was $300,000, and then he was off to the races, and he actually sold his company in like 2012 for some ridiculous number. I want to say like $90 million or something and uh, just has done really well for himself. But even working with him and his uh, entrepreneur accelerator, man, this dude's still working hard. You know, he's not sitting on his laurels and he's not, he's not resting. He's not just wasting money. Um, and just to kind of see the effort he still puts in, you know, we were at his, I was at a retreat, uh, a live event with him this past weekend that was just really impactful, and I'll talk about that another time. But you know, even at this event, right? Like we had food and stuff served, and he was still there, like cleaning, you know, <laughs> setting stuff out. You know, stuff you'd be like, "Oh, why is he doing this? Can he just pay somebody to do it?" But I mean, he was still there, getting after it, and he he's the same way with coaching us. And it's just really opened my eyes that this is not like. It's a mindset. Right. I think the entrepreneur is a mindset. It's not just like, oh, you arrive and now you're good. It's like something that you're going to be, you know, throughout. And, um, I, you know, maybe I've always kind of had this mindset of like being a creative or something, but. I just now my knowledge is just so much further, you know, because I've I've gotten wins and losses. Like I've been in the fight, and I'm still uh, I won't say I'm I'm still like early stage, right? I'm still a beginner. I'm still figuring this out. But when I look at this year, this last year and a half, I, I can honestly say I've I've come a long way, and it's just a blessing to be able to just stay alive and stay into the fight. You know, you don't really hear people talking about that. They talk, they'll have you thinking that everything is gravy that their business is, is good. You look on Instagram and all these social media platforms and, you know, you just think they're killing it, but that's not necessarily the case. I can promise you that, um, you know, my own personal journey, you know, I started my, my, my entrepreneurial journey started when I was in Afghanistan, um, in 2012, I was at my patrol base and, uh, I was at a patrol base in Kajaki, you know, waiting to come home. And, you know, my deployment wasn't exactly the best. Right. Like I made some leadership errors um, on deployment and I end up having to uh, suffer the consequences of those judgments. But, you know, I was I won't say it was in a dark place, but I was in a, a little bit of a lost place as I was preparing to, to come home, you know, because, um, you know, I just spent six months in this in this combat zone and had dedicated my life before that you know to to that moment right because i went to the naval academy, so you go through all of that process and you go in the marine corps and you train for like a year and you do a whole workup for another year and so mm-hmm. it was just this long journey and so now as i was approaching to coming home and doing some reflection i just wasn't very happy with myself and when i was at my patrol base i just i just i needed some motivation and i would Mm -hmm. go into the little computer (laughs) even in kajaki it's funny we had a little computer thing computer lab whatever and i would just look up motivational videos and stuff online and then i would work out like that was my life as i was waiting to come home Mm -hmm. and me and the rest of the marines actually just you know working out um was what we look forward to each night and i would just you know have my routine i watch motivational videos and i work out watch motivational video and i work out But then in the process of doing that, I just was like, man, you know, I got to get my mojo back. I just I need to get my mojo back. I need to get back to being, you know, Mike Stedman, the three time national boxing champion from the Academy, you know, Marine Corps infantry officer. Um, And so I came up with this idea to start like some kind of fitness brand built around, you know, getting your confidence back. And I, I, before I came up with Mojo, you know, I, I came up with a bunch of different names. I was like, you know, the fighting spirit, the fighting style, something, um, fighting confidence. And it was funny. I still remember putting it in one of those, like, name searches and nothing came up. And then it just dawned on me, fighting Mojo. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my Mojo back. Got to fight to get my Mojo back. And when I was there in my patrol base in Afghanistan, I started this... Uh, this like Facebook message group and I sent it to a bunch of my classmates from the Naval Academy and I just wrote this like freaking manifesto about, I was starting this company called Fighting Mojo that was going to inspire people and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I sent the invite to all my friends and everything. And, uh, that was like my first brand, you know, I ended up coming back home from deployment Uh, hiring someone to do the website, uh, come up with a logo for it, did the paid them to do the website and then got out there and started like creating content. You know, I will shoot little fitness videos, talking about boxing and um, fitness in general. I wrote a couple blog articles. I even recruited my boy, uh, my boy's wife, Michelle Lloyd, who is also one of the co-founders of Dope Coffee, matter of fact, to help me write articles for it. And to be honest, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just looking for something, right? Like, I I, I was coming back from deployment, and I was just looking for a little bit of meaning. I was trying to make meaning out of everything that had happened in my life. And I guess I, you know, it was leading me to building this, this boxing brand. And, man, I jumped right in. I started making T-shirts, um, handed them out the back of my car, um, hooked up friends that I served with in the Marines. But even then, I didn't necessarily feel like an, an entrepreneur, you know, I I don't know what I was doing. I was just like making it up. I was doing what most of y'all are probably out there doing. You know, you get the logo, get the business cards and then off to the races. And to be honest, at least that's more than most. But one of the things I remember about that journey of mine was, you know, there's so many programs out there that offer assistance entrepreneurs. And I remember going to the SBA, Small Business Administration, and, you know, I scheduled an appointment and I sat down with one of these retired executives and he was just like an older um Caucasian male probably like in his like 60s or something because he was a you know retired executive but um yeah and I told him my idea about like boxing and inspiration and how I was going to start this this brand and whatever and he looked at me like I had a giant excuse my language penis on my forehead um he was just like he's just so discouraging about what I was doing and what I was building and I think that probably happens to a lot of you all out there. Like you have these great ideas, but instead of going around people that cultivate it, it's just kind of like they, they shut you down. And I just, at the time, as I look back, I realized I didn't necessarily have the tools to adequately explain my idea or, you know, lay it out strategically. But I just knew I wanted to do something with boxing. I just remember that meeting being very, very discouraging. Um, And it, it, you know, I didn't let it stop me, but, you know, I came back and, you know, continue moving with on um, Ironbound Boxing. I mean, Fighting Mojo. Sorry. Got it confused. Fighting Mojo. And at the time, you know, I was still in the military, so it wasn't like I could, you know, just go all in. But I was in my apartment on weekends, shooting videos, editing videos. You know, I made a little bit of money for some T-shirts. Um, I want to say how much money did I make doing Fighting Mojo? I couldn't have made that much. I mean, I made T-shirts, maybe like five thousand dollars or something. Um, I did set up a bank account and everything, but like wasn't nothing crazy, but it's funny because, you know, when I relocated to Newark and started getting active in the boxing scene here, after I left the military, you know, one of the things I knew early on was that like, how if I got an opportunity to do a free boxing gym, it's probably not going to go under the fighting mojo umbrella because I just knew that Fighting mojo was just such an outside thing. Right. And although it meant a lot to me. I knew it wouldn't mean the same way to um, the Newark, Newark, local Newarkers. And so that was a strategic decision for me, you know, early on. And, you know, when I did get opportunity to open up a gym with the city of Newark, that's one of the reasons we went with Ironbound Boxing. Uh, Ironbound is a part of the city of Newark. It's a neighborhood in Newark. And so in my mind, I was thinking it makes perfect sense. This is a brand the community could rep and wear that uh, pays homage to their city And also, you know, something the mayor could wear on his chest because for those of you that don't live in Newark, you know, Newark, unless you're born and raised in Newark, you can't be from Newark. They don't take too kindly to to outsiders, particularly people here in the local community, you know, the ones that have been born and and raised here in the midst of all this like gentrification with brands such as Audible and um, Aero Farms and all this other stuff coming here to the city you know, the gentrification and stuff is real. And people are, are worried about people trying to hijack Newark's culture, you know, saying Newark is the new Brooklyn and this and that. So, you know, that's what I was coming into. And so luckily I was smart enough to say, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. You know, ironbound boxing with my partner at the time, Gary Bloor. And, you know, that was the funny thing about that. And when I tell this story, like I consider myself to be the reluctant entrepreneur, right? Like I, I came into entrepreneurship just to solve a problem. Like I wanted to offer a free boxing program for youth and young adults in the city of Newark. You know, prior to doing the gym, I had been training kids for free around town, paying their gym memberships. And I just realized this wasn't the best business model. And if I could have a location, a gym that I we could outfit, then, you know, I could keep those funds, um, out the money I was giving out of pocket to purchase gear and uniforms and stuff instead of using it to cover kids' gym membership when they don't even know if they like the sport. And so that led me to, you know, Ironbound, to founding the Ironbound Boxing Academy along with Gary Bloor and, and Keith Cologne. And, you know, I've just, and I think it's my Naval Academy background. It's my background growing up in Texas and all the, the grit and resilience my mom instilled in me. But, you know, when I go into stuff, I really go into it. Like I'm like super passionate. That's one of my strengths. And it's also one of my weaknesses, because if I'm really into something, I'm super passionate. You know, I'm there like you can feel the energy. And when I'm not passionate about it, it's like readily available. Real. Excuse me. When I'm not passionate about it, it's obvious and I'm not putting a lot of energy. Um, And so it makes it difficult at times when I come to projects or you know, join organizations. and I'm super passionate, high energy. And then when I'm gone, they're like, yo, where's this guy at? You know, I feel like it creates resentment because that void um, is just there. But, you know, again, I mean, I was I started reading early on. I was reading books. Um, I was attending workshops on nonprofit, um, you know, management, because I thought at the time Ironbound Boxing was just going to be a, a nonprofit. Right. We'd have this free gym in the community and, you know, maybe we do some education stuff. But I mean, really didn't know what we were doing. I was just kind of, you know, making it up along with my partner, partner, Gary. But, you know, through my just diligence and resilience, man, I just had so many amazing opportunities to get exposed to entrepreneurship. You know, one of the things right off the bat, had opportunity to, to go out to Stanford University for a four week entrepreneur incubator over the summer of uh, 2017. I was at 20. Yeah, 2017. Um, it's called Stanford Ignite. And if you're a veteran, it's available to you. It was Stanford Ignite for post 9-11 veterans. I got a scholarship. They flew me out there. I didn't pay any out of pocket expenses. And I got to learn about entrepreneurship along with 36 other veterans in a cohort. And it was just super impactful. Ironbound Boxing was actually selected as one of the projects to be worked on over the, the course of the program. So we there was 36 of us as members we each submitted projects or entrepreneurial uh, ventures of the 36 we submitted 12 got selected to the next round we had to like shoot a video or something and then once we got there we had to pitch our ventures and the cohort voted on which six ventures they want to work on and so the way the program was structured was they set it up so that um They broke the cohort into six groups and throughout the course of the program, a lot of the knowledge and stuff we were learning was meant to be applied to 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 our ventures. And so that was quite the experience. Um, And it worked out really well. You know, I learned a lot. But then I came back from Stanford and I felt like I I don't know, man, it was just such this like uh, they just start you to think big out there. Right. Stanford and Palo Alto, you know, you think all these big tech companies. You know, and so I came back with the expectation that like I had to raise money for my venture. That this couldn't happen unless I was like raising money. And so you know, I had my little pitch deck and all kind of materials that I came back with, and I like really hit the ground running. I was like a pitching machine. I think I went. I never pitched before. And if you don't know what pitching means, it's like a framework for describing your venture uh, to a, a potential investor. So you put it on a slide deck and then you you pitch it. Um, my slide deck, I mean, slides are like anywhere from like 10 to 15 slots and you'll have anywhere from 10 to 10 to, you know, 20 minutes to pitch it. But most pitches last right around like 10 minutes. So, you know, I had opportunity to do that and that was great and came back from that. But, you know, I was just, I was just like pitching machine and it, it was good because it taught me to get more confident in my venture. But the other thing it did was it got me out there speaking about Ironbound, you know, raising awareness for it and really engaging with people in it. So, you know, I, I did that Stanford program and I came back and I rolled right into um, Rutgers social entrepreneurship class at Rutgers Business School, because at the time I was getting my master's in American studies from Rutgers um, with the emphasis on public history. I told, we're going to talk about that, but I really wanted to do African-American studies, but they didn't offer it. So that's neither here nor there. But I had to one of the requirements of the program was you had to take a class in. it was like uh, the school of public administration. But I finessed it and told my program director, like, hey, records is offering this, you know, social entrepreneurship class. I figure like it meets all the requirements of public administration. And I got the thumbs up and uh, took the class. And that was a, another kind of life changing moment for me, because although I was familiar, like I just come from Stanford. And you know, it was in that environment, but now I roll into Rutgers, and we're talking about social entrepreneurship, and that was when I like really found my passion. There was all these other brands out there that were um, doing good while doing well. You know, brands like Warby Parker and Tom Shoes, and I think it was uh, Cold, was it Cold Stone, no Ben and Jerry's, and I really gravitated to those stories, these ideas of like social entrepreneurs, and there was a community out there. with people trying to solve complex problems through uh, sound business. And so that was like amazing. Went on field trips over the weekends um, with the professor of the class, Dr. Jeffrey Robinson, who's a really good um, mentor of mine. I mean, just blessed to have him in my corner. He's just been so great, but, you know, really just learning about social impact. And I was like, yeah, this is for me, this is the right class. And then Coming from that, what else I roll into? Man, I've been I've been in a lot of incubators. I think after that, I was in an incubator program at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. I got connected with WeWork and Veterans Residence and Bunker Labs, um, Bunker Labs. Yeah, so Bunker Labs, another strong organization, veteran nonprofit that's been great. And I should probably dedicate a whole episode to that um, and my and my growth, but. You know, then I got that allowed me getting exposed to, you know, bunker labs and the veteran community. It was just super impactful because I didn't realize there were other veteran entrepreneurs out there like like me. I mean, when I got out the military, to be honest, I was like done with it. I was like, yo, this is close that chapter in my life. It's time to move on to bigger and better things. You know, I was happy with what I, I did in the military. I enjoyed the relationships I made, but I was like over it and I didn't want the military to be my identity. But let me tell you, when I got back from Stanford and then I got exposed to Bunker Labs, I just felt this connection to the veteran community that I didn't have before. And it was just the fact of like this entrepreneurship thing really kind of spoke to me and my soul and where I was at. And that Mm -hmm. was probably one of the biggest connections I've made in my entrepreneur journey. Mm -hmm. You know, ever since the moment I like stepped out and to you know to start my venture first with the you know the nonprofit and the for profit, dude. The veteran community has just been there like, I don't know, man, just standing me up, you know, guiding me along the way. And if it's if it's not one veteran, it's another veteran. And so I'm really, really, really blessed to have that piece. But at the time, you know, when I was it was it was new to me. But you know, all this, all that. All the stuff I did beforehand, right, like pitching my venture, you know, having my pitch deck going all about doing all that kind of stuff. Um, it got me visible and it got me. It brought a lot of brand credibility to, you know, Ironbound Boxing, but it didn't really get me to the next level. Right. And what do I mean by that? Once I realized like so I was pitching and I, I mean, I wasn't like raising a lot of money. I was raising a little bit of money, maybe like fifteen hundred dollars or something. Nothing crazy. But what ended up happening was, you know, I left my full time when I quit my full time job to start our for profit arm built around corporate wellness, employee wellness, teaching boxing in, in companies. I was under the gun. Right. Like it was I didn't have time to run around and like and like pitch, you know, I needed to run around and like find clients. And, you know, I started meeting. I got some amazing advisors that came on board. And she was like, and one advisor, her name is Liz Wilkes, and she runs a company in New York City called Exuberancy. And she was like, why are you pitching? What do you need a pitch deck for? You need to just get out there and start going, you know? So that's what I did. You know, I kind of stopped pitching and I just started working on my venture. I started pounding pavement. And to be honest, even when, you know, even though I had all that business training per se, entrepreneurial training, people weren't really still weren't bought into like the whole Ironbound Boxing business model. Like it sounded good, but I felt like, you know, they weren't really into it. And I did make a couple of pivots, you know, my corporate wellness wasn't like the first thing I started out with. I think I had like a technology platform that I wanted to do shit. I might still do it to be honest, but not right now. Um, but it was just, it was great. You know, um, it was, it was like people were not, they just weren't like amped up about it. And if I, one thing I realized was like, um, man, you, if you just sit there and ask people for permission on your venture, like you, you're, you're stunting your own growth, right? Like entrepreneurship is all about execution because people can have the best business plan or business idea in the world, but if they can't execute it, it'll never come to life. And for me, I just knew that like, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I just have grit and I got perseverance. That's my, like mine's like superpower. My superpower is perseverance. And I, you know, decided to just pound pavement. I got some good advisors on my team and started to get after it. And, you know, I have had more growth in the last year and a half, not pinching my venture, you know, not um, you know, asking people's for permission to to do it than I did, you know, the first few years into this, to this journey. And it's Like, I don't know, man, like this last year, what again, it goes back to everything I thought about entrepreneurship was wrong. What I found out was that there's so many people out there lying, hiding and faking about their businesses, you know, because this shit is hard. It takes a lot of hard work and you got to work and grind every single day. No different than if you're trying to be a national champion boxer, you know, you got to get in that gym and you got to train six days a week, even though you don't feel like it. But a lot of people out there will have you thinking that, entrepreneurship is like some kind of, you know, nine to five or something. That's just something cool to do. And that it's just so easy and that the money comes natural or, you know, it's just, it's all crap, man. This stuff is hard. It's really, it's really, really hard, but there are ways to, you know, navigate the chaos, um, and move forward in a positive direction, you know? And that's why, like, honestly, man, I got, I got a business coach this last year, and I wasn't planning on it. Like it was just getting to the point between having my for-profit and my nonprofit. Um, everything was just, and I was doing this part-time consulting gig where we work. Um, I just felt like I needed some organization to the madness. Like I don't, like I've never really been good at productivity, which is why I'm working really hard at getting my butt in bed and being a productivity uh, ninja. But currently I'm not because I'm up with you guys podcasting. But it's been, you know, I just felt like, okay, there's gotta be an easier way to do all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, one of my incubators, I approached him was like, hey, is there anybody I can talk to about like productivity? Um, you know, somebody, I just feel like I need someone to help me, you know, get better at planning and whatnot. And I even put out a post on LinkedIn, you know, where, uh, one of my, uh, fellow members of the Naval cab reached out to me. Um, uh, but it was just like, yeah, I got to figure out how to navigate through all this, this madness. And then, I ended up getting a business coach um, in August of last year, and man, what a huge difference it's made in my personal life, in my business, just understanding what it's really like behind the veil. You know, I'm able to have this, this amazing cohort of entrepreneurs, many of whom are veterans and service academy graduates that are just being, you know, they're in business, they're in the fight, and there's no ego in it. You know, we all come together and we we share our successes and our losses and we let people know what's really going on and so you know the more i see how the sausage is made what really goes on behind the scenes and the demons and stuff people are really struggling with, the more i begin to understand what this entrepreneur game is really about you know and it's 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 hard i don't care if you're black white mexican whatever it's hard now if you're an african-american or a person of color it's probably a little bit more challenging unless you come from uh, uh, a fluent uh background But that's neither here nor there. Regardless, everyone is grinding and everyone is struggling. If they're not, they're probably lying to you because there's just so much. I mean, it's you it's an iterative process, but it's also like a fun it's a fun process. You know, it's like the growth. When I think about who I am now versus who I was before I came into this journey, it's like it's like night and day. You know, a lot of the stuff in my upbringing was like very foundational to you know my my mission for my company but at the same time it's like you know when you step off into this unknown like i did when you jump out of the airplane with your with no parachute you know you figure out how to build that sucker on the way down and by the time you land you're just like you you're you've got superpowers or and skills you didn't even know you've had but the only way to figure these things out is to jump out the airplane and that's like the catch 22 about you know, entrepreneurship and this, and this journey. Um, but like even this, doing this podcast, doing this podcast is not easy. I mean, it's kind of, it's, I won't say it's easy because honestly, I started prepping for this podcast like three or four months ago, but just building the habit of actually recording and actually doing it and like learning how to utilize the gear, watching the videos, you know, it's like a proactive thing. It doesn't just magically happen. But it's something that I wanted to do. So I figured out I would learn, you know, how to do it. But a lot of this is just because that OJT, I had to figure out of, you know, an entrepreneurship. So I'm able to amplify my skills a little bit. You know, I'm able to become a lot more well-rounded and, and try different stuff. But um, the key to all this is just to get started. Just put yourself out there. Stop waiting. There is no perfect time. That's a myth, man. You got to do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. And I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited about this podcast, you know, because now I can share this, these lessons I'm learning through entrepreneurship. And hopefully you follow my my brand and uh, the brands I'm associated with um, to watch our growth and be like, hey, man, I, I kind of knew that guy just from listening to him and listening to his his podcast. But yeah, it's it's, it's been a journey. I feel like I could do a, a bit of a deeper dive on, you know, the topics I talked about, you know, my story a little bit. But, you know, this is a marathon. We got tons of episodes and I don't want to I want to be on here rambling for, you know, an hour and a half or something crazy. So I appreciate you tuning in to my show. Uh, be sure to subscribe and support this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and other podcasts and hosting platforms. I used to say message me on Instagram and be a comment if you like the show. But to be honest, I'm trying to stay away from social media just because it's a brain killer. I might have to get someone to like outsource this podcast for me or promote on my social media for me. Luckily, I got the Gifted Sounds Network. Shout out to Gifted Sounds Network for uh, you know, hosting this this podcast, but um this this even prepping these episodes takes takes deep work and, you know, mental concentration. And when I think about social media, man, it's just like it's such a drainer. Um I need the world quiet so I can think and I can focus. So you know, what I will say, though, is you can always email me at Mike at WeAreIronBound.com and you can message me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I still check it. But again, I'm trying to limit all that um, overall. So appreciate you tuning in to the show. Listen to me. Check it out. If there's topics again or anything you want to hear me talk about, shoot me a message. And I'm just really excited to have you uh, part of this, this journey of this show and uh, the journey of my business as I look to uplift communities of color through intellectual property and and dope small businesses so until next time peace love have a great rest of your day